Guys, it has begun. Project Today has actually officially started, and it's all going down today. Welcome back to the Project Today podcast. I'm Chase. Woo! I'm Dylan. I'm Oliver. And let's get into this episode. Roll the intro. This is the Project Today podcast. We believe in taking action towards our goals and dreams today. On this podcast, we document how we live by this philosophy and how we're putting it into action every single day. With each episode, we strive to hold each other accountable as we work towards our goals. And we want to build a community of people who are interested in the same ideas. With that said, it's time to begin on our project today. Wow, a little throwback with the names. The introduction of the names right there. I like that. That was great. And it feels like a throwback right now because... We're in Dylan's room at Dylan's house, back in where we started. Our, we had our first in-person podcast right here, same spots, with not enough microphones, just like today. <laughs> but today we only have one. Last time at least we had two when we were in person. But um, we're gonna make it work. We're figuring it out. You know, make make it happen. Yeah, honestly. Here's what you guys are going to hear. It's going to be kind of normal because, you know, for the most part, we only talk one at a time anyways. But sometimes you'll hear a little laugh in the background. Like, Oliver, laugh right now. <laughs> Dylan, laugh right now. Okay. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. But basically, it's going to sound like that. So not that bad, hopefully. But, you know, nothing nothing, nothing to sniff your nose up at. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. And honestly, we're going to have less problems because it's only one recording. You know, that's easy. Easy to edit this week. So that'll be nice. Fewer problems. Fewer. Fewer problems, you're right. And um, it'll also, I guess, be easier to edit because we are not going to be releasing a YouTube video today, unfortunately, <laughs> as we promised we would on the last podcast. Just have to address that, that it was a false promise. We're sorry about that. But we'll release one sometime soon, hopefully. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely soon. But soon, TM. Who knows when. <laughs> <laughs> But we bought a van. We have our van. It is here. It is not currently here because its tires being fixed. But <laughs> it is here in the Vale Valley with us. Crazy. Don't you guys love how we literally we bought the van yester- yesterday. We we signed all the paperwork. We got it. Got the insurance and drove it up here. No problems at all. We get to Dylan's house. We pull in and we find a nail in one of the tires. And then, of course, we have to go get that fixed right away. But if of all the problems we could have found, I feel like that was a pretty small one. Sounds bad, doesn't it? <laughs> it doesn't sound great. When we finally pull into the house and we're like, oh, oh, there's a nail in that tire. <laughs> yeah. But luckily, I mean, it had, it had nothing. Like, the tires drove fine. We drove them over 100 miles yesterday. all Pretty much all uphill, a lot of downhill, too. And the tires were great. So it's not like this is a big issue. It's only getting patched up. So, you know, it, it may sound pretty bad. And, yeah, it is It is pretty bad that we didn't notice the nail. But it's not It's not going to ruin the van experience or anything. No. And, and this is a funny story before we get into the whole process of, like, what the last few days. Because it's kind of been fun. We can kind of recount, like, what we've gone, what we did and um, how we bought it and test drove it and all of that. But when Chase and I were driving up in um, the truck yesterday, we um, – we were going and it started pouring rain, pouring rain. And of course, the one thing we didn't really check before buying it was the windshield wipers. Um, we should have. And then we kind of checked them. We thought they were working. But Chase starts to use them and they're not working at all. And uh, we're like, what's going on? We don't know what's happening. And basically, he f- he's having to like turn it on and off every time to get it to go on and off to get it to work. And it didn't work automatically. And we're like, oh, my God, of course. Literally five minutes ago, we just bought this truck, and now the windshield wipers don't work. What are we in for? But then he figured it out, and it was all fine. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> it was so annoying. Just for a while, like, like literally, imagine like pressing a button every time you wanted it to happen. I was turning it into a higher gear and then back down to make it <laughs> to make the windshield wipers go. But the system makes no sense. Oliver saw it. I don't think Dylan. Have you looked at it yet? The windshield wiper system? No, I've not. But um, one. I, in, in like the cars I've driven in the past, I, uh, you know, usually that's a feature built in where you can swipe, you can like turn it one way or something where it'll just go once and then it kind of flips back on its own. I know that's not exactly what happened here, but I, 
I love doing that, honestly. When it's when it's not raining very hard, I will always just do that rather than turning on the automatic. It's kind of a fun game to clear, like have the windshield go and then, then suddenly clear it. It's such a good feeling. And rather than it automatically happening, like me pressing the thing to do it feels so just empowering. It's just empowering. That's what, yeah. So love that. It's empowering until you're in a like real rainstorm and you're just constantly going as fast as you can, which is what we were in. And and here's the thing, Dylan's right. Most cars have it where if you go one direction, it'll it'll go once, but then it'll like revert back to a normal position. I think that's in most newer cars. I actually had a 2001 Volvo and it was like that. Um, and then you go in the other direction, and obviously there are levels of like how fast it'll go automatically. And the thing about this truck is, I could see there were five levels. I could see the bars on the little whatever you would call it on, on the thing and i would turn it up and it would go once and i turned it up to the next level and it would just go once and i would turn it up to the next level and it would just go once and i was like all right it's broken right like obviously i'm not on each of these levels should it be going just once so i just kept going up all the way to level five the highest level that i could see and it was still just going once and i was like what is happening and that's when i thought we had a problem but later i figured out that if you turn it past that fifth level then you're in the automatic level and it would go on its own slowly. And then you could go five more levels where then it would go faster and faster automatically. But I just don't understand why there were five levels that all did the exact same thing. I mean, I, I, we're probably missing something. There's probably some purpose that I don't know about, but it was, it was, it was annoying, but we figured it out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think it might just be an older, older feature because <laughs> it is an older truck. It's 2006 model. It's a 14-foot box truck, like we said we were going to buy, Ford E450, and uh, it's great. It's in great condition for what it is. We bought it at a great price and um, got a good deal on it. We So we ended up, basically, we test drove two box trucks, um, and that was on Monday, and uh, or no, yeah, that was on Monday, and uh Unfortunately, we did it a little too late, so we didn't get to finish the paperwork and everything the by the end of that day. So we ended up staying in Denver, which was really fun. Had a great time. But yeah, why, why don't we just talk about how we felt about the, the test drive aspect of it all? Dill, what do you what do you think you want to start? Well, I was the only one who didn't test drive the vehicle, so I don't know if I'm best to start. But um, I I do remember right when we were test driving, I was just suddenly very worried about us hurting this car in any way because i mean we a few weeks ago as we talked about on the podcast we drove a 20-foot u-haul across the country so six feet longer than this one huge and this one you know felt not as big at all compared to that one but uh and that one i you know wasn't even too worried ever because it wasn't ours explicitly you know we were we were taking good care of it but it wasn't ours whereas this one i was like well, we're test driving. Like, oh my gosh, this could be ours. If we crash it right now or hurt it right now, I'm gonna be so sad. Yeah, and uh, but that's so that's what I uh, almost what I was focusing on the whole test drive, and then just seeing how how it felt to be in the cab and experience the ride. That's what I was going for. How'd it, feel? It, it felt great. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. That was awesome. We, <laughs> we, we, we. So Oliver and I were the two people who drove it. And Dylan was talking about how he, he was worried about things happening. And then when I got in the car, I, I went over this, I went over this turn pretty tight, and, and literally just went straight over the straight over the curb, <laughs> straight over straight over the curb. And it was only on the back, uh, right two tires, but I definitely hit the curb. And Dylan was like, "You got to be kidding me!" But Oliver, to be fair, also did some a little fun with, while we were test driving the van. Let's talk about that. Well, no, no, it's fine, it's fine. But maybe that's where we picked up the nail when he hit the curve. I'm just saying, maybe that was. Uh, how, does that, how does that relate? Nail about curves? How does that correlate? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Chase is talking about we were going, and I'm gonna just come to my defense right away, right, right now. Uh, I was driving, and there was a light coming up, and we were, we were going, you know, maybe a little bit fast, but we were just trying to, we were trying out the speeds on it and everything, testing it out. And uh, it goes to a yellow light, and this truck would not have stopped, right? Can I can I get your guys' agreeance on that? It wouldn't have stopped. Yeah. 
yeah, you'd have to slam on the brakes. Yeah, no, and I didn't want to ruin these brakes. Like, I, I didn't want to hurt the truck. Like Dylan said, we this is could potentially be our truck. So, um, this was actually not the one that we ended up getting, was it? It was the first one we drove. But anyways, we um, <laughs> yeah, I get to this yellow light and I just kind of like speed up. But I was very much in the intersection. But as <laughs> we go through it, before it didn't turn red before we were in, and so it was fine. It was definitely legal. But Chase just sees out of the corner of his eye bright flash taking a picture of the truck so we have no idea if they got us or not or if i got a ticket <laughs> well good thing we bought the other one and not that one so maybe they won't trace it back to us <laughs> somehow <laughs> again like i didn't like there's no way because i mean we did not run the red light it was completely we were in the intersection by the time it turned yellow or but it went before it turned red so i don't know anyways Hopefully that doesn't come back to us. That'd be pretty funny if it did. But, but uh, yeah, that was the only only thing that happened. But I will say, tra- driving these two, so I I kind of ma- drove uh, I drove both of them. I was the only one to drive both of them, and the first one really did not handle nearly as well as the one we ended up getting. It, it just felt like it did not get up to speed very well. It felt very unstable, even going like forty five. Um, and I don't know what it was, but it just did not feel as smooth. The turn signal felt weird. It seemed like it was going to have problems. And um, on the like higher speeds, it just did not seem to handle well at all. So I, that was like a little worrisome. Plus, with that one, it was interesting because that was actually the more expensive one that we could have bought. And it was a newer, it was like 2007, a year newer. Not much newer in retrospect and like compared to everything now, but like, it should have been the better truck, and it wasn't, which was, I thought, really surprising. Yeah, definitely. And we had done a research beforehand um, and looked at as many trucks as we could online. And it was just, I mean, we looked through so many, right? And, and obviously, some were, were like $8,500, some were $9,500. That was kind of the range. So when Oliver says that one of them was more expensive, the one that we drove first that was, wasn't as good and actually had launder like more things done to it in the past in terms of maintenance had a longer history <laughs> of maintenance um it was like objectively I, I guess i shouldn't say that subjectively in our heads the, the inferior option so we definitely lucked out with that and after looking at all the options definitely glad that we found one that was a 2006 model meaning it was a little cheaper that drove as well as ours did which by the way it's so fun saying ours yeah <laughs> yeah it's wild that we can say ours at long last I and mean, we've been dreaming of this for so long and we have a van we have the start of a conversion and the start of this new adventure which is so cool i i literally mentioned it to chase uh today a little earlier like it's crazy we own this van outright like we don't lease this van it's not like we're renting this van we don't have any payments on this van like other than insurance it's you know you have to pay that monthly but it's ours like we like we own it which is crazy but also like Dylan and Chase both mentioned a little bit it's also a little bit more a lot of responsibility like I've definitely noticed just like driving and like hitting being careful with the brakes and like being very careful when like not to do anything bad like this is if we mess something up we pay for it so it's like we definitely are are thinking about that a lot more which is which is good it's a good part of the experience but it's cool i remember having so many conversations we've had so many conversations about this guys so many and it's actually here it's pretty unreal yeah it's absolutely ridiculous like we finally have it in our possession and it obviously i i feel as though the the, the listeners of the podcast probably hate it more than we do like because we we acknowledge that we say it all the time but they have to listen to it week in week out the exact same things we're talking about the same things like oh we're so excited to finally get the get the box truck and everything well guess what we've done it now oh man it, it's an awesome feeling we were i was driving it we were driving it back up to the valley yesterday and i can honestly tell you man when i was driving it just felt so i was so happy like literally the whole drive up and i was worried like oliver said i was I was I was scared. I was so anxious that at some point, like, check engine light is just going to come on the dash right now or, you know, I'm going to hit something or there, something's going to go wrong. And so I was definitely scared, more scared than I've ever been in a car, even though it was driving really well. But I, I was so happy the entire time. I just couldn't believe that it was finally 
happening. You know, this is a this is not only just something that we've talked about, not only a conversation, but a literal dream. And now it's coming true. I mean, honestly, I, I just can't even express how happy I was driving that thing up the mountains. <laughs> yeah, and I, I totally agree, Chase. I, I I mean, even though I haven't even driven it yet, technically, because I I was driving I was driving uh, the Subaru that was getting us around the dealership or around Denver besides that because it was my family's car. So I haven't even driven it. But yeah, I feel the same way. I'm like, I'm so excited to finally have it. And now we don't, we won't be talking on the podcast anymore about how excited we are for this future where we do have a van and are converting it because that is happening right now. Today's our first day with the van. As we said, we're getting the tire fixed. We went to Home Depot and bought some safety gear and we have have an Amazon order arriving later today, have a few fans ready to install, and things are starting, things are going. We're, we're getting into this whole experience, this project, and it's so fun. And now, rather than hypothetically speaking about the future and think, talking about how excited we are, we're gonna speak about reality of what is happening week to week in our conversion and in you know what we're doing with the podcast or TikTok or YouTube or other to other mediums to document this and and share what we're up to. Yeah, it's cool. I'm excited for that part too. Like we've been filming a little bit of stuff and like just um, taking out Ch- uh, Chase's camera at the dealership and stuff and like filming um, the process of us like looking at it and getting it a little bit and having those footage uh, that footage to go through now and like put together and we're going to make another video hopefully like we said that we're going to put out really soon um and do uh, I just hit it hard we're like that's the that's part of this whole process too which is like we've talked about obviously but it's cool because that is not hypothetical anymore either like we have started that and just because we're not going to put it out today um doesn't mean we aren't having worked on that we are we are working on it and still making progress towards that which is really what it's all about so that's pretty cool and i'm very very excited about just getting in this van and starting to like tear it apart and just like build in it and make it our own like that's that's going to be so much fun and the cool thing is is like you for our listeners you guys have been able to like listen to us and listen to what like our thought processes and everything and get a more in-depth um kind of look into that but you haven't really seen what we've been up to like physically seen so now being able to put that into all of this as well and show people like exactly what we're doing is gonna be cool yeah i feel feel so good about it happy and we've we've been talking we've been kind of planning of i mean this first day of course has been a lot of planning figuring out what we're going to be doing we got a few things set up like a few spreadsheets I, I love spreadsheets, freaking, freaking love spreadsheets so much and uh, have a spreadsheet of expenses and so we can just track everything. It's cool getting our, all our systems in place for this process. Yeah, that's the best part I think is like I, I love starting so super clean and like if we put in the system, which we are, we've been, we're going to put in the systems now, like right now at the very beginning, which we already have and that'll just make it so much easier throughout this entire process to just have it all from the start, you know, which is cool. Cause this is like we said, this is day one. So we get to start it right from the beginning, which is pretty like smart, I think. And that's the best way we can get, go about this. Absolutely. And I mean, the whole process is going to be so fun, but it's just really cool. And just a once in a lifetime opportunity to have something that's literally like this, a blank canvas. And we're going to take this empty box and, and turn it into something that's practical and useful and, and into something that's literally going to allow us to be more free than we've ever been in our lives. That's the part that I'm most excited about easily is thinking about the life that we're going to be able to live once we get through this. And I think I think I personally am very scared about this conversion process because, I mean, I, I have no idea about anything in terms of construction, mechanical, electrical, a- anything literally anything. So I'm scared. I, I know we'll get through it. I know we're going to learn so much, but at the same time, like I'm scared. I'm so excited for what we're going to have after this, that I'm, I'm really just focusing and trying to do my best right now to stay excited and do like the best that we can in this conversion. But man, like I, I really am 
<laughs> scared of of actually starting that process along the way. Yeah, f- funny you say that, Chase. I, mean, I I I feel similarly in some ways, and of course I've like I I've been watching van life videos for three years now or something crazy and of course in this past six months i've gotten so into it and been doing a ton of research but it's all you know hypothetical and like just on the computer screen whereas now seeing our van in person i am i i wouldn't call it scared right now but i'm like i'm apprehensive nervous and excited but also it's just like wow now the time is here we're gonna go and cut holes into the van and we're going to go and and take out pieces of this van already and i think it's just it's part of that worry of the unknown because we haven't even it started that explicit that actual process yet so i think once we get going and do a few things then i'll feel much better about it but right now i'm just like wow that's that's a lot we have a lot to do and it's just a little you know it makes me a little nervous just of of oh my gosh, we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to figure it out and go slowly and, and get it done properly. And I'm, we just need to start and start doing it, start making progress, and then we'll feel much better, I think. Yes, exactly. It's all about getting into the habit of actually making progress, right? Because we, we've been talking about this for so long, but now we can actually, like Dylan said, once you get started, you put yourself into this routine of, of learning something new and then actually applying it. Because we've spent months trying to learn as much as we can. Now it's time to actually take that and turn it into the habit of applying that into your life and hopefully remembering it for later in life. And overall, I mean, like I said, I'm scared and, and Dylan was just saying similar things, but it's a good it's a good anxiety. Like it's a good stress. Because the only thing that we're we're scared of is that we don't know the things that we're doing. But we're going to learn them. And for the rest of our life, we're going to hope well, hopefully be able to recall this and, and use the things that we're learning throughout this entire process and do all kinds of things. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, it's weird thinking that in a few months, people might consider my me like handy. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like my mom might be like, oh, I need, I need some help with like screwing this into the wall or something. And she'll be like calling on me to do it. And it's just like, never in my life have I known any of that stuff before. So in the future, it's like, wow, I might be like, handy which is really interesting that's something i've never i've never dealt with or experienced before yeah same like i am not someone who's none of us are very like handy people i would say like and that we've discussed this a little bit but i think it's kind of like really gonna show a little bit in the beginning but the progress we're gonna make is gonna be crazy so that's gonna be cool to watch as well because from the beginning of us doing this right now today we were in the home depot like looking for like jigsaw blades or something right and like we had no idea what, what we were getting or what, what what how thick we needed it or or if it would work or not and it still might not work you know but it's going to be a lot of trial and error and that's kind of just part of the process so only one of us knew what a jigsaw blade even lo- even looked like we had to look it up online but online is going to be our best tool i love going back to what dylan just said though about how much stuff we have ahead of us my favorite thing was right as we pulled into um dylan's house and parked the van dylan's dad pulled in kind of behind us and walks down to look at it and he's like this is cool but you guys have a lot of work ahead of you (laughs) but that's the best part i mean it's it's what we're up to this summer and we have time we've time on our side we've plenty of time and only time really just to do this and figure it out and make it happen um what do you guys think by next podcast by next wednesday we're like we'll 100 percent have one maybe two youtube videos out by next wednesday and for that video or for the next podcast by the next podcast what is one project in this van that you want to have completed i i really want to have the fan completed as well as we talked about possibly painting the interior um just so the metal doesn't rust that should be easy to get done i think it just should be ready to go maybe even having that hole cut to the cab would be something that would be great to have done before the next podcast and then um 
from there, you know, working on the insulation and everything. And we might even be able to, we'll probably be able to start that before next podcast. But those are the biggest things I think we should get done. And that's kind of like we wrote that all out today as like tasks that are first big tasks. If we could finish those first three in this week, that would be huge. You said, which project do we want to be done with? And I think what I'll tell you right now is the thing that I, w- I wish we, we could have done by next week the most is probably the door on the back. Oh, yeah. And we've talked about it on the podcast before, how we want two big swinging doors that swing outwards. And we're not going to have that done by next week um, because it's basically impossible for us to get the doors that we need. We're going to need custom-built doors if we actually want to go down that route so we'll see if that even happens but that's the project that i want to get done the most because i know how important it is for the rest of the build i mean getting rid of the door that's currently on the box truck is huge in order for us to actually move forward with a lot of our plans so it's it's something that I, that's the project that i wish we could get done all right so that's that's the project i wish we could do by the end of next week but more likely than not i would definitely say same things that oliver was saying have the fan on painted and then starting down that insulation but yeah I think the biggest project, the first big project, other than other than the fans, because I know the fans are going to be pretty very difficult to actually put on for us, so that's going to be our, the first thing that we do. But I want to have that hole cut between the cab and the truck, because at least then we can have a way into the truck and we can leave that door shut and, and do things on the inside while having the door shut. That'll allow us to do a lot more moving forward. It's something that we kind of need in order to like really work in there and get in and out. And so I definitely think I'm with you on that one, Ollie, where I want that to be the the biggest project that we have done by next Wednesday. Yeah, I agree with that. I think we definitely need to um, cut the hole because I, I, I didn't think of it like that, but we could leave the back down. It might be easier to work on on the inside, but the hard part still is going to be that tract um, where the door is attached to. So we're still not going to be able to do everything on the inside because of it, which I don't know what you guys think about it, but like, Obviously, we could put a covering on the back and still take that door out, but I don't know if that's how soon we want to do that. Yeah, we'll have to see because we need to figure out our door situation first. But also, I think we're going to have to have that door open nearly all times because we won't have enough light in there to work it unless, um, you know, without that back door open, I think. Yeah, I mean, even still, I feel like there might not be enough for you know just we want we want to have plenty of light in there so uh, yeah that back might have to be open i i think for me the uh, big thing i would just you know just one big thing would love to have completed by next wednesday are our t- we bought two fans so fans installed in the roof we have to cut a hole in the roof and then put these fans in and it's kind of a rite of passage in van building i feel like it's one of the first projects most people do and you're cutting a hole in your van, a permanent hole, and two permanent holes, true. And so I'm, I'm excited to, to do that because I feel like once we do that, I'll, I'll just feel so good knowing, wow, that, that is something big that everyone does that we just completed. And I think it really feel like a rite of passage in that way. So I'm excited for that. I want, I want to make sure that that is done by next Wednesday. Definitely. And I like I like the fact that putting on these fans at the beginning, that's also going to be something that, like, obviously it's a very difficult project. It's not going to be the hardest thing that we do throughout the entire process. But what's cool about putting on these fans at the beginning is it gives us and, and forces us to go through a little bit of everything, right? We're cutting out some smaller holes that we'll have to do at the beginning. We're going to have to take out some of the things that are already in the van in order to cut those holes. And then, by putting the fans on, we're also going to be going through a process that we're going to have to do a lot in the future. So it's almost like th- this fan project at the beginning is going to teach us a lot of the things that we're going to need moving forward. So if we can pass this first hurdle with flying colors, we'll be setting ourselves up, I think, for more success in the future. And of course, the, the better you do, right, the more that's going to snowball and feel like we're getting better with each project. So obviously we want to start that off on the right foot. So definitely excited about that. But yeah, I'm really excited to just learn little things about this, this fan project, because again, it's like a bunch of little things that we're going to have to really like use exponentially more in the future. So I'm excited to do that first. Yeah. Well, feel good. Anything else you guys want 
to talk about? I mean, should we talk about like, like getting the van and everything, like like buying it or or things like that, like the whole process that we did when we were going through it? Because I think, I mean, it it was the last two days basically, and um, it was definitely a fun experience, and we had a lot of fun doing it. But should we talk about just kind of that whole, you know, what we had to do, what we went through, and and the things that we had to get in order to buy the van? I think this is something that if anybody out there is looking into buying a van, like this is kind of the steps that we took in order to find the one that worked for us and find the box that we wanted and how we got from, you know, not owning one to sitting here today with a box truck in our front yard, ready to be converted. Yeah. I, I think we should go through it. I think, um, like it, it was, it was kind of a process, you know, like first you, you have to do the research obviously. And uh, a lot of it, like Dylan and, and Chase did a lot of the, um, research on like the van, like where the vans were and like what um what uh, there's a great site we use what was it like u-haul trucks or something trucks u-haul truck sales um and that one it, it was it's great because it has all of these retired u-hauls and the make and model and everything and you can go through and you can see the maintenance history you can see the um you can see all of the specs on it and you can see like uh like everything you need to know about like the vin number everything you need to know about it um and then like the other biggest thing was obviously we had to find one that we liked but then we had to go test drive it and figure set up a meeting to do that right and the biggest thing that was tough was the insurance because not a lot of people insure box trucks so like finding that was difficult and luckily we had some support from our parents and my dad who knows knew some stuff about it and he hooked us up with a person to get that insurance um so that was really important because we needed that in order to like drive off the lot otherwise we were um, not covered and if anything happened it would have cost us more than what we just bought for the band so that would have been bad but but yeah yeah and of course we we know and recognize that buying a box truck is not super typical of people who are converting vans it's there are many more just you know van conversions that are and fewer box truck conversions and we're just calling it our van because it's the same same idea really but i mean for us i mean it's really like what you need for us the box truck made sense because there were already three built-in seats and those three built-in seats did not take up any of the living space in the back and so I think that was a huge priority for us. And also, I think this box truck just has a little bit more room. I mean, even with the with the mom's attic, which is above the the cab, something like that, like even just a little more room than, for example, one of the cargo vans, like a Ram Promaster or a Mercedes Sprinter. Or, um, and we wanted to convert it on our own fully. And so we didn't want to just like buy an old RV and renovate it or something. We wanted to start from scratch and go through the whole process and learn. So because we valued all those things and found those important, that's how we landed on the box truck. But I think it's important for other people to see what do you value? What do you need? What are you going to use this for? And like honestly, I think the box truck doesn't answer those questions for most people. For most people, it would probably be easier to buy something else. But I think that's one of the first things we did and spent a long time thinking about and what landed us to the box truck, which I'm happy with and I think is the best decision for us right now. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> no regrets. Yeah, but outside of that, we test drove a few, as we said. We um, yeah worked with the the salesperson down there. We got insurance set up through... Oliver's dad, which was, it was super helpful. And I know insurance, I when doing research online before, seemed very challenging. We're fortunate we live in Colorado where there are a decent amount of people who do van conversions or are in that. So I think the insurance agents have seen it. Where I was seeing online on some forums in other states, people have just like insurance agents have just not heard of this at all and have no idea what to do with it. So I think we got a little fortunate that we're in Colorado and it's a more normalized. But you know, it's just a few small things, a, a bunch of small things together, but um, we were able to figure out, and you can too if you want to, definitely. For sure. And I think another reason for, for anyone wanting to know why we chose a box truck as well, because it was it's a big square or a technical, you know, rectangle. So 
Whereas if you buy like like a van, you're going to get a curved roof that kind of, it, it can be difficult sometimes to fit things in there, to build things that fit that space. And especially to, you know, if you want to put like walls on that type of thing, you're going to have to like curve them with the actual van itself, or you're going to have to cut it off and turn it into a box and then cut off the already shorter living space that you can't stand up fully in. So we really like the Bostra too, because not only can we stand in it, but it's just a giant rectangle <laughs> we can do whatever we want inside of it the walls are literally canvases you know there's no curves that we have to watch out for there's one thing that's jutting out inside the van which is it, it's where <laughs> the the gas goes into the van but other than that it's just a big rectangle which is another huge perk about the box truck yeah but i'd say overall the process of getting it was not that difficult like realistically we did about a week's worth of prior work on it in terms of like really setting it all up uh looking at insurance setting up a meeting with somebody um to get uh, to be able to test drive it and then it took one day to really know which one we wanted unfortunately we couldn't do it that specific day but in general it really did not take very long or very much effort once we knew what we were looking for, which was good. So, like, that's that's also a positive, I think, to come out of it. Like, if you are looking to do something like this, it's not too hard of a process. And, honestly, not very expensive. Like, we bought this truck for a very reasonable price. And, like, all three of us combined splitting it, like, all outright paid for, it really wasn't bad. So, yeah. And I... I don't think you guys mind, but I, I know every time I look at van conversions online and things, I'm always wondering about the cost. So I feel like in this whole process in our YouTube videos, like I'm, I'm down to be upfront with our costs and like say everything, because I think, I think in the past, you know, in watching videos and stuff, I'm always like, okay, you know, did these guys, I mean, some, you know, some van conversions, like people spend $50,000 on a van conversion just you know by just get insane things insanely nice and we're definitely not doing that but there are also three of us and three of us with independent um accounts of course so we're all we're all chipping in which is nice and we want to make this work for all of us so we bought the van for including taxes and everything for about seventy six hundred dollars um and then estimating our conversion costs will be around 10,000 give or take we're not exactly sure but um we'll see and but then it works well for us because let's assume let's assume it is $10,000 then all we're all in about 6,000 a little less than 6,000 each because there are three of us converting once again like we we're all three going to be living in this van so all are just splitting the costs so all in at the plan at the outset of a budget of six thousand dollars each seems pretty good for a um for a van and a conversion and chase is doing some calculations of setting a budget for when we're actually living in the van and seeing how long it would take to pay off rent and um we feel feel good about it and feel hopefully good about that price i think yes definitely and the funny thing is like when you think about six thousand I've seen conversions about that online and thought, wow, that's so cheap. Like this person got a van and spent $6,000 and are now living in this super luxurious van that, you know, obviously for people to do it for $6,000 online, sometimes you don't see the nicest vans or trucks. And I think ours is going to look very nice and be really practical, but it's still only going to be 6000 because there's three of us. So that price alone is awesome. And like Dylan was saying, through some calculations and to be honest, once we're actually in this van and, and traveling around, and to be honest, we're, we're not going to be driving that often, even though people might think that we're going to be driving all over the place every day, driving for most of the day. Like, We're probably going to end up sticking around at certain places for long periods of time, like week or two weeks maybe even before we go to somewhere new or things like that. And honestly, based on just just an average estimate for the amount that we're going to be paying on gas each month and the same thing with what we're going to be paying for food and realistically those plus kind of insurance are, are the only things that we're probably going to be buying most months we're going to end up m like making our money back on this van not necessarily making our money back i should say but it's going to be worth its cost within about nine months compared to how much we've been paying in living expenses for over the course of the last year because i'd say traditionally between the three of us i mean a thousand dollars per month is kind of the baseline that i use to determine that and that's definitely on the low end 
that's definitely on the low end. I would say some months people are probably spending more than a thousand dollars a month on everything. That's full total expenses. And when we're in this van, I mean, I think monthly expenses are going to be three to four hundred dollars. You know, and if we don't drive that much, they could be less than three hundred dollars each. Um, and when you think about that, paying that much per month for everything like that's crazy so that's be and and using those estimates a thousand dollars per month without living in the van and then the estimated cost of our conversion and then how much we're going to spend per month while living in the van we're going to end up breaking even in terms of the opportunity cost there within like nine months and then every single day past that that we live in this van we're actually going to save ourselves money compared to owning an apartment living in an apartment and things like that. So that's that's what Dylan meant when he was saying the cost of, or the, like, you know, just estimations there and things that we've been thinking about. Of course, that might not end up being true. We might even pay that off faster. It might take more months, things like that. But for now, that's just something that's really exciting. I don't know about you guys. I'm really excited about even just that fact alone. So it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, in the, in the true spirit of Chase Keep's YouTube channel, um, you know, financial minimalism, right chase is basically you know i think in that spirit and in that light we will be and just like dylan said um very upfront with all of this stuff and like our purchases and our expenses in the future and i think you can look forward to definitely a lot of videos covering those topics on our channel because that's something we're super interested in chase is super interested in his whole channel is very much surrounding those um, aspects as well and so he knows a lot about that so that is definitely like like we will be very very upfront with all of that because I think that's such a cool element of um, like these YouTube videos and van life that like Dylan said not as always is not always as clear um, so it'd be cool if we can do that which we will yeah I, I agree with Dylan by the way we, I think I mean we haven't necessarily talked about this openly but i definitely think we should be as transparent as possible when it comes to the van prices i mean both on the podcast and then on the youtube channel i i want i also want people to see like the bad side of living in this van you know because i think a lot of van life channels a lot of van life accounts they obviously don't want to show that right they want to show like this perfect lifestyle but i definitely think we want to just be open and transparent but then at the same time relatable so i definitely think we're going to and in the spirit of that, we went to purchase the van. Like we said earlier, it was online. The cost for the truck that we actually bought was about $8,600. And when we got there, we were expecting, you know, we were hoping that we could negotiate a price down a little bit. And luckily, we bought directly through U-Haul. So literally from the company U-Haul. And they were able to, because the person there, her, her full-time job was not to sell trucks to people so this wasn't something that she was doing all the time or anything like that this isn't a car dealership where that's their entire goal she wasn't paid on commission so we were able to get that price down to seven thousand four hundred dollars for the truck before insurance or sorry <laughs> before taxes <laughs> and um and so then with taxes and with all the smaller fees that we needed included in that we got it for seven thousand six hundred and forty six 76 7676 dollars. Oh, 0.60 cents. Dylan's right. Yeah, you have to be exact, you know. I have to give the real price right there. Yeah. Um but yeah, like and again like like I said before, like that is very very reasonable for a box truck. And these things are supposed to last we're, we're we're supposedly we're told that they last well through in, into three hundred thousand miles, so we'll see. That's what Chase has been saying. Dylan's like, look, give me a look. One, look, I looked online and I saw one person who was like, I drove this thing until it had four hundred thousand miles on it without an issue at all, and I thought, hey, I'm gonna tell them that because that's obviously pretty cool. <laughs> he gave me the impression that all of them last till three hundred thousand miles. Jesus, you're just putting no, stuff in my what mind. Are you talking about? Wait, similar to how Chase thinks that I guarantee the electrical system will be fine. Now, Chase here is guaranteeing that we will be able to drive this thing for 300,000 miles. Chase, guarantee. Until, until, until 300,000, not for 300,000. Okay, okay, until 300,000. Fine, deal. Okay, 299,000. I'll believe when I see it. <laughs> but Chase guarantees it, I guess, so we'll see. You know what? Fine. 
You know, fine. You haven't been able to take it on the electrical system and say, okay, fine, I'll guarantee that it works. I think we can drive this thing to 300,000 miles. That might be wrong. That might be wrong, but we'll, that's what I'm putting out there into the world right now. Look, if you guarantee that, I guarantee we won't have any big electrical issues. There we go. Seriously. Oh, wow. All right, we're shaking on it right now. We're not, listen. Nah, you can you can hear the shake over there. I mean, come on. Of course you can hear a handshake. But it happened. And uh, that, in all honesty, I saw like two people online say they've driven a used U-Haul until it had 300,000 miles on it. And to be fair, we are currently, the one that we bought is at 120,000 um, right now. So that that's exactly what we're at right now. It's a 2006 model, 120,000 miles on it. And the only maintenance that it's necessarily had done on it is it actually has new brakes. It has new brake pads in the front and then a new rotor. And um, other than that, there hasn't been there haven't been any major issues with the truck that we purchased. And you know, I'm just all, in all honesty, that's actually something that we noticed online. We obviously looked through 40 box trucks. We looked at every U-Haul center in Colorado, literally, to try and find the, the right truck for us. Even Arizona, um, there were not that many in Arizona. But we looked through all the ones in Colorado. Finally found this one. Oh wait, I say finally found this one. The box truck that we ended up purchasing. I had to bring it up. The box truck that we ended up purchasing was the very first box truck that I sent in our group chat and was like, we should really look into this one. This is a great option right here. Look at this. I feel as though I had a psychological connection to this box truck. And at the time, I even said, hey, guys, if we end up buying this box truck, I get to sleep in the mom's attic. Because for everyone out there, our plan is to have two people sleeping on the bed down below in the truck and then someone up in the mom's attic. And I really want the mom's attic. Oliver doesn't really want the mom's attic. Dylan eh, doesn't really want the mom's attic. He just wants the That is not true. <laughs> I want it. He just he just wants to he just wants to go for it because I wanted it so much. So that that's what's going on right now. But clearly we ended up purchasing the truck that I was like, hey, this truck is a great option. And we walked away with it. It's currently well it didn't start fixed. But then it'll be in our front yard again. I mean Chase, I Sure, sure. You can might have said that in our group chat, but I don't know that that really holds much of any weight. But you know, it does hold weight. Is the other day uh, we were playing frisbee in a parking lot, and Oliver brought us over and was like, "Okay, I'm gonna throw this frisbee, and whoever catches it gets the mom's attic." And <laughs> he said, he, "He said Oliver said like get some favor towards the mom's attic or something like that. Gets his vote." So. And I was wearing Birkenstocks. So I was like, Oliver, I'm wearing Birkenstocks. Chase is wearing sneakers. Come on. So I got a one-second head start in the sprint because I was wearing Birkenstocks and Chase was wearing sneakers. And guess who ended up catching the Frisbee? It was me. I caught it. And so uh, I just want to say, Chase, it's been fun. But I think I'm favored to win this competition of getting the mom's attic. I mean, ultimately, I think it comes down to my decision. Because, Why do you think that? because listen, 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 let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. Because I'm impartial here. I don't care who gets it. I do not care who sleeps in the mom's attic at all between the two of you. So there's going to be some sort of competition. We'll make a video about it. And whoever wins gets the mom's attic. Okay, well, that's fine. A competition is fine. But you just deciding who gets it is what you made it sound like. No, no, that's not happening. I'm fine with the competition. But I'm the judge of the competitions. Well, hopefully it's not, like, subjective. Yeah, it will be objective competition, so we will be able to see see who wins. Like who throws a Frisbee with better form or something. Like, come on. Like, hopefully it's just, like, who hits the post. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, throwing Frisbee better form is obviously me, so obviously. let's be. Who enjoys my cooking more? <laughs> <laughs> you don't like my cooking? Oh my god, Dylan wins right there. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, okay. There'll be objective. There'll be objective competitions. Whoever wins out, and it has to be multiple. It can't just be one because that's that'll be the most fair way to do this. So I think there has to be at least like yeah, ten, ten competitions. Seven to seven, seven to ten. <laughs> he had seventeen in my mind. Seven to ten competitions, somewhere in that range. It'll be like a full day of competitions. Yeah, and Olympics. You know what? One of those one of those competitions can literally be a who likes your food more. We'll we'll you'll make a bunch of food, and Dylan and I can see who eats more of it in one sitting. Yeah, let's do that. 
feel like Chase would win that one. He eats a lot. <laughs> we'll see. It could be an eating contest. Could be a fun one though. Okay. Either way, we'll think of those and we will definitely do that because that'll be a really fun video to make. But um, okay. <laughs> I think uh, that kind of covers a lot of what we went on uh, the last few days. It's been a busy couple of days, um, but a lot has gotten done, and um, it's cool. Now we get to literally just start working. So next week, keep us accountable. We will be back on the podcast telling you these things that we hopefully made promises to that we will get the fans done and we will have two videos for you um, because we'll make up for one or two <laughs> make up for not getting one out this week. Chase is very um, adamant on two. So that's good. And um, yeah, it'll be a busy week ahead. Look out for TikTok project today, TikTok. We're going to be on Instagram very soon and YouTube. And so you can follow us on all of those platforms as well as of course, any of your favorite listening platforms for podcasts like always. But yeah, I think we should wrap it up there guys. Um, anything else you want to add? No, we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> what a way to end it off. All right. See you next week, everybody. Adios. Peace out. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Project Today podcast. And it's one of the first <laughs> episodes that we've done in person in a long time. It's the start of many, many in-person podcasts. If you guys are as excited as we are, then absolutely make sure that you go follow our brand new YouTube page. It is literally Project Today. That is the channel name, Project Today. It might be a little difficult to find because as of the time I'm recording this outro there are no videos on that channel so it might be difficult to find we're going to put a link in the description box for this podcast so definitely make sure that you go and subscribe to that page on youtube help us out here in the early days and then follow us on instagram as well we're working on getting that handle all set up but there will be a project today handle on instagram and then the one that we've already been posting content on is going to be tiktok and i promise all the content that we've got out there so far mostly on tiktok all of that is just the start we're really going to keep going content is going to be coming thick and fast in the near future. And if you guys are excited for that, then make sure that you go and follow all of these pages. We're going to be posting all the time on TikTok, at least once a week on YouTube. Make sure you go and follow us there. But again, hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Project Today podcast, and we'll see you all again next week.